know you want, but don't get between me and the blood wine. Welcome aboard the USS Boda. This is your captain, not Patrick Stewart speaking. You're listening to Dork Trek. Dorktrek.com. Engage, Mr. Manny. What's the name of this episode, Dennis? Once more, Unto the Breach. That's a good name. Shakespeare. Now, here's my it's question. original Klingon. I feel like there's a lot. Ben, you'll probably answer this question best. Probably. I feel like the Klingons as a race mm-hmm. is just kind of a death cult. <laughs> I don't know. I don't know. I feel like there's a lot of old Klingons flying around the galaxy, perhaps in the Klingon home world. Or Looking for maybe, somebody to kill them? Wanting to die. Like they want to go all- out like... Let's go. I need to die like a like. I need to die with honor. I need to die in battle. Mm-hmm. How many how many old Klingons do you think are just hanging out on Klingon vessels waiting to get blowed up? I mean, the number has to be in like the hundreds. Well, I mean, not Martok's secretary, that's for sure. Yeah, he coward. He was kind of a coward. Like, I thought hey, he was uh, going. He's like a major domo. I noticed but, though his uniform. Was the, fur, he, the furry Jedi uniform, <laughs> right? But it's it's uh, consistent with the uh, Klingon ambassadors. Yeah. So I, I thought that was interesting. That but it just seems like the types. the Klingons are just a death cult. Like mm-hmm. they just want to die honorably in battle. And if you're an old Klingon, then you failed because you didn't die, and then you're you're mad because your window of death in battle is gone and then you're bummed out. So then you just live the rest of your life just being grumpy and alive. Because it's like you, a Klingon curse is may you live a long life. Yeah, exactly. And yeah. die in a comfortable bed. Yeah, like that's oh, all. Fuck that's, you, dude. <laughs> yeah, that's like that's like nightmare fuel to them to die an old man in a comfortable bed. Because I, I feel like we've seen a couple episodes like this. Not as good. This was a really good episode, but I feel like we've seen a couple episodes of like Klingons wanting one last battle, mm-hmm. right? Well, even Jadzia, I mean, Worf was like, oh, we have to win a battle for her yeah. to, to get her to Stovacor. So I don't know. I, th- just- I was thinking, uh, you know, in DS9, there's not really those scheming Klingons that they were in TNG. Like a lot of the TNG Klingon stories were people doing sneaky stuff to try and take over the Klingon Empire. Mm-hmm. And I was thinking, it's like, they really need to be at war for everybody to be happy. You know, like everything falls into its natural order if they can just be at war with somebody. Yeah. Because otherwise they're like, well, we got to fuck with each other then. Yeah, no, very much so. Like in the first 24 houses were, uh, you know, fighting each other. And now that they have, now that they all have a common enemy being the Maquis, not the Maquis, that was a long time ago, but being (laughs) the Jem Hadar, now they're happy. But then once this war is over, because I mean, it's got to run its course and be over eventually. Um, then what are they going to do? They're just going to go back to fighting each other? Yeah. Or the Romulans. All right. I mean, you find somebody to fight. Yeah, the Klingons are just, or yeah, and then I guess there'll be a whole new wave of Klingons that are. They're not even in Picard. They don't, did they even mention them in Picard? I think maybe they skipped them because people were on Klingon overload from two seasons of 
uh, Discovery Klingons. You would think there'd be like some offhand reference or something to them, though. I just there had I, I don't recall. I mean, if if they were, it wasn't obviously a major part because I'm just like I'm totally blanking on it. I, I still haven't rewatch. I still haven't finished Picard. Up. You should. I gotta I gotta tell you, I got that much interest. Yeah, it's sad. Don't expect it to build too much. It's not. Yeah. I, I enjoyed it. I mean, I'm sure I would enjoy it, but it's not like something I want to go rush and watch. Like, I just don't care. Huh? Huh? It's heavily nostalgic. So if you like, if you ah. want to feel nostalgic, go for it. That, God, bad. I mean, even me, though, that was just like every week. It's like shove some more. Hey, it's Mr. Mott's Barbershop. We're going to Ferengi's uh, Quartz <laughs> Bar and Shank. You know, it's like TGI Ferengi. TGI like, Ferengi. That would be a great track theme restaurant. Like, oh my Thank God, God. it's Ferengi. <laughs> it's just, it's like there were so many things. It's like, oh, this must have come from so-and-so planet. And then, you know, I'd have to go watch that screen crush jackass be like oh did you notice they mentioned 47 things from star trek the next generation it's like jesus christ dude shut the hell up well i was mentioning did you know picard was actually on tng 279 <laughs> times well, this episode is a direct throwback to star trek the next generation because because picard was on that show he appeared in 172 episodes. <laughs> in this scene, Picard talks to an admiral. They had admirals on the original series, and they showed up several times, and then they show the admiral from DS9. Here's an example. It's stuff you know. Oh, Deep Space Nine. How I will miss you. I had somebody ask me, um, our friend James, who's a big advocate of Voyager, asked me, like, how many episodes you got left to Voyager? And I was like, man, about 15. Me. <laughs> Actually, it's like we have like 19 episodes left. Yeah. Because this is episode seven. seven. I, th I thought I was in the wrong episode because when I pulled up the Netflix machine, it was like season seven, episode seven. I'm like, okay, that's too much. Balance. This is one more into once more into the breach. But this is a cool episode. It is. Our friend, uh, what's his name? Tor? Core? Core. Yeah, from the original series. Yes. Damar Master Core. From the attack on the albinos uh, fortress. Yeah, oh, but he was, was isn't he also on. in the, um, he's in a bunch of original series episodes, isn't no. he? No, Just that one? one? Yep. Treaty of Organa. I thought uh, he was in the other one with the light thing where they were fighting each other with the swords and shit. Nope. That was the other Klingon that showed up on the albino episode okay. of DS9. All right. He but, seems to have lost weight since his last appearance on. That's good. He's, he's, he's doing getting old and dying. Yeah. yeah, wasn't this like one of his last jobs? He's sad. Core? Yeah, it was definitely his last job. <laughs> no, he's talking yeah, about the actor, the actor Dennis John, John Calicos. Calicos. Yeah, he died in two thousand. He was also the bad guy on uh, the original Battlestar Galactica. Oh, he yeah. was in Serpico. He was Baltar. Gaius Baltar. He's also the postman always rings twice, which sounds sexy. It's the Frankie D's favorite movie. Is it? <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, so, um, and he was also an X-Men in the cartoon X-Men. He was the voice of Apocalypse. Makes sense. Oh, really? Yeah, 19 episodes. Mm, I've been watching that. 
on Disney Plus. Mm-hmm. Those oh, th- it's on there. Mm-hmm. I know what I'm doing this week. Dun, 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 they have a really good Disney Mickey Mouse shorts cartoon. It's just called Mickey Mouse from like 2010. Fantastic! Mm-hmm. I can't recommend it enough. The animation style is amazing. It's it's wonderful. It, they're, they're by far and away the best Mickey Mouse cartoons I've ever seen, and I fucking hate Mickey Mouse cartoons, but these are really good. Is it like do his friends show up? Like is Donald? Duck yeah, have yeah, like Donald's in it. Like nice. yeah, Donald Goofy is in it. It's really good. Minnie and um, what's her face? Um, Daisy. Daisy, who I know is into BBC. <laughs> I know it. That's why Donald's so mad all the time. Yeah. <laughs> He's being cuckolded. <laughs> He's a cuck duck. <laughs> but yeah, so this episode's real good. Um, Core shows up on Deep Space Nine. He's like, look, man, I'm old. I want to die. I want one more big battle. I want to go out like a Klingon. Help me. So Worf is like, okay, cool. I'll see what I can do. Yeah. But... Uh... Yeah, I when he goes to to uh, Martok. God, I love Martok. Me, Martok. Where is the Mart? Where is the Martok show? That's what I want. I want to see a Martok show and just watch Martok chew up the scenery. We can watch old ass Martok now. Yeah. You know? How old is he? He's seventy. As, he as might. Long he might have some. Martok lives through DS Nine. I don't know. He. Uh, <laughs> what is it? He ran for. Uh, some kind of elected office in I, I Chancellor say, of the Empire. Yes. No, no, for, for oh. the actor J.G. Uh, Hertz, Hertz, whatever. If you if you remember their names, it makes them think they're people. But um, just call him Martok. He ran for office. Well, the the I guess the tie-in though is that he ran for office as himself, but then also as Mark Twain, and then would do campaign <laughs> speeches in character. That's awesome. Time was a Klingon could be elected. And I'm like, what? Dude, you're still in my. Mm-mm. I was not happy. No, about he was that. also he, uh, his, he candidacy, his he candidacy. His candidacy. Yeah. Yeah, he was also the U.S. House of Representatives of the 23rd District. Huh. Oh, my God. Yeah, that's where he did the Mark Twain. Okay. Yeah. yeah he, he was on his town council, but he wasn't uh, doing the Mark Twain jazz oh. at that point. he should just dress up like fucking martog and go out and talk. i mean i would vote for that guy if he was chewing <laughs> up scenery like he was in deep space nine god he's great never we speak will, of it again we will pass glorious bills <laughs> just i mean the level of pissed off though that he was in this episode just like yeah i'd like to talk to you about core do not have and it's like dude did he kill your dog or something you don't have to see a man's face in order for him to wound you or whatever he said i was like that's awesome he pegged me from behind no i mean he was just mad because he wanted to be an officer and core took his name off some list so yeah he vetoed he basically vetoed him yeah he said no he turned him down yeah, well, no. He, He's from a shitty part of the planet. I don't yeah. like people from that part of the planet. It's like that guy basically sucks. He's white trash. He said, "Sit down, white trash." So he couldn't get on the on board the ship. So then he had to be like a civilian Big Papa guy. Core. Yeah. Wow. It was great. Poor Core. Poor I'm a Dahar master. I can do what I want. What does Dahar mean? 
it's just like an honor honorable title i'm googling it it's it was like a, a knight of the realm kind of you know like it was oh, a title that guy's held, a dahar master it was a title held by some legendary klingon warriors Kor, Koloth, and Kang had all become Dahar Masters by 2370. What is a Dahar Master? A Dahar Master is a title given to the best Klingon warriors. Yeah. It's like, they're like knights. I yeah, know. but isn't the best Klingon warrior a dead Klingon warrior? Like, aren't those the best ones? You know, and here's the thing. That's an I opinion think shared be- by the Federation and the Klingons. Yeah, right? What do you mean? The best Klingon warrior is a dead Klingon warrior. Yeah. The Klingons want to die in battle, and the Federation want to help them get there. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. So, yeah, I mean, yeah. you would You're think... stuck in the 23rd century. No, I'm just saying, like, in order to be a great Klingon warrior, I would think you'd have to be dead, because, like, then you, you know, you gave your life for Kalis, and you're I think, at the I gates think that of would be Corps, the and they greatest. will sing songs in your honor. But like for for a living Klingon to be like have glorious victories in battle, like you can't have a glorious victory if you die, necessarily. Yeah, but I don't know. This guy doesn't seem too stoked about being a Dahar master because all he wants to do is die. <laughs> so it sounds like it kind of sucks. I think there's even more pressure on him because he can't just, you know, die in any old battle. It has to be honorable. He can't just be a passenger on the battleship he has to be doing something yeah he's like yeah. i gotta be he he asks he asks for a captaincy he's like yeah. i want to be captain like and martok is like fuck that old bitch he ain't gonna be a captain in my fucking armada yeah and get up and pee every five minutes yeah this giant prostate <laughs> and he's got two of them so it's he's the gonna prostate be, of a dahar master he's gonna have to pee every other hour prostate of a dahar master and then so yeah, Worf gives him uh, an officership. He makes him like third in command on the vessel in war. And then Martok is your like, responsibility. He's like, fuck that dude. You gotta walk him. You gotta feed him. Don't expect us to do it. Yeah. He's the third officer. And the crew is just, it's like Keith Richard shows up because they're all like, wow, look, it's it's Core. Oh, wow. So nice to meet you, Core. Oh, you're yeah. the best. Oh, this is awesome. And Martog's getting his panties in a bunch because nobody gives a shit about him. He's the goddamn general. Like, he's the number one dude. But they're all Core, Core, Core. You're so great. Core. Oh, Core beat the Federation at Caleb 4. Core, so cute. <laughs> Core killed five Federation officers just by looking at him. Core's the coolest. He's a Tahar master. One time a Vulcan stole his Torg and he killed him and put his ears on his own ears and pretended to be a Klingon that was half Vulcan and then stuck into the Vulcan Science Academy because they believed it because he's that cool. And then he killed them all. Then he murdered everybody at the Science Academy because he's just so awesome. Vulcans have no honor. He's the coolest. Oh, Cor, I want to hang out with you. Oh, Cor, let me get you some blood wine. <laughs> and like, they're all jocking him and Cor's telling stories and shaking hands and like signing autographs and shit. Yeah. And Martog is like, God, I just want to fucking get on this mission. He's like a former president that shows up, you know? Yeah. Who has no kind of filter. Like he's just sucking in all the glory. He's like, yeah, this is great. This is great. This is great. Fair, that's that's pretty in line with Klingons. That you know, it's just like, yeah, you know, adore me. I'm so I'm so wonderful. You got to be your own PR department to some extent, you know. 
I guess. They'll sing I mean, songs all, about me. But the only reason why he's here is because he wants to die. It's like Worf, Worf is essentially playing Make-A-Wish yeah. to this to, to, to Core. He's like, all right, come on. You can come on the mission with us and die. Because he learned nothing for, if, uh, you know, when he got his back broke and he's just like, oh, Commander Riker, do me the honor and kill me. And it's just like, what? I thought he was going to ask him to, to kill him like his brother did. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I, that's, I thought it was going to go that route too, but it's just like, whoa, 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 I ain't a punk bitch. Don't let yeah. me go stabbing yeah, me. It's got to be bad. Take me to, I won't go into but battle. I guess, I guess his brother was discommended, right? So he didn't have any honor. So the only way right. he could die honorably was if somebody with honor killed him. Mm-hmm. Look, I'm just saying. So if get I'm like, uh, Quark to kill him? Yeah. If I'm like a first class on this Klingon vessel and I see Quark show up, I'm like, oh, fuck, they're going to try to kill us. Like, I know I know we're dead. That's great for them, too, though. Because yeah, they like, will die honorably. Yeah. They'll all go to Stovacore together on a fucking burning Klingon bird of prey. Yeah, baby. Oh, but yeah. I, just, I, just, well, I just got a cool Klingon apartment back on Kronos, baby. I'm going to nah, have some parties. No, no, but shit. I got an e-ticket to Stovacore. <laughs> so right. you're stoked? Hell yeah. Core shows up and I'm like, oh, my chances of getting to Stovacore just like tripled. Oh, man, death cold. Put up your seat backs and stow away your trade tables. We're going to Stovacore, baby. Yeah. <laughs> Woo! <laughs> like you hear them in the hallways at night, you know, going past the sleeping quarters. Stovacore. Stovacore. It's like, God damn. So we actually they're see sleeping the and you can hear them go, Stovacore. Stovacore. <laughs> we, see the, we see the barge to Stovacore in uh, Voyager. So it's kind of cool. Word. Don't lie. Well, Don't we gotta lie, hurt. Man. I mean, I gotta trying to tell make you, Voyager sound cool. I watched yeah, yes, a really, so I watched cool. a really great episode of Voyager the other night that I can't wait to talk about when we get there. So I saw people. Was it Dennis or you, Bob, talking about uh, how I'm going to hate this episode or I'm so upset because it's all Klingon and stuff. I don't. Think Somebody that. was saying that on the Twitters, and I just want to say, just straight up, I mean, with core. Core being one of the, the best Klingons from the original series, I have nothing but mad respect for an, an enemy on that level. I think I think a listener said that, and then I just said, you can suck it. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> That's a good reply, Dennis. Way to keep the listeners happy. Yeah, and I, I said, I Ben mean, can suck it. Uh, okay, all right, all right. Yeah, yeah. no, I just... Uh, no, then for that's me, very I mean, much... Then you're keeping kayfabe, which is cool, because you and Ben have, have beef with each other. Yeah, I just I I respect uh, the you know the Dahar masters as much as the next guy. But there's I mean, only three of them, though, right? Opponents. Only three of them. That I, I don't know think of. there's a limit. No, you can have as many as you want. But the only but three that I see are three. And you, but your name has to start with a K. Yeah. Well, yeah. And if you're a Vulcan, your name starts with. And if you're Vulcan, your name starts with an S. If uh, you're human, it's just all over the place. When I was watching this, the only thing I really kept thinking was like, and I think, and I watch this every time I watch every Star Trek episode is I just want a cosplay. I just want a vault. I want a Klingon outfit and the ridges and the wig and stuff and just walk around like a Klingon. Like that'd be fun. I want the Deep Space Nine uniform. I want that jacket and the tur- and the mock turtleneck. You're talking about the new one, right? The one they're in now? Yeah, the one they're in yeah. now. Yeah, with the quilted shoulders. And I love it. Those are sweet. That's such a great uniform. It might. It's probably my second favorite Star Trek uniform behind Rathacon. Yeah. Rathacon uniform is the best. I. It is so hard not to get alone 
in uh, <laughs> get a loan. <laughs> and, no, because if you, I think the full thing is close to four grand if you go to the official that Avenos uh, or whatever. Yeah, it's well, I wouldn't go there because that shit's expensive. But. Yeah, but dude, that's the authentic material. It's the authentic uh, sizing. It's everything. They they went to it's a wrap and bought the uniforms that they used in the actual movies, uh-huh. and then reverse engineered them to make like the, the Chinese. Ones that they have. That's, that's what I mean. Quality that's what, material. That's what the Chinese did forever. They would reverse engineer everything. I'm not. That's not a. a, a you need to reverse engineer some democracy over there. I think we need to reverse engineer some democracy over here. I think we are. I think that's what we're in the process. We're reversing a lot of shit right now. But um, but no, that's what the Chinese would do, Dennis. That's historical, man. I'm not making shit up. What do you mean would do? They would still do. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. <laughs> that's a business model. Yeah. There's actually in the show Silicon Valley, there's a guy from China who's in their little software incubator or whatever. And he has a huge whiteboard with ideas on it. And they're all just like Chinese Facebook, Chinese <laughs> Google. <laughs> Is there Chinese Apple? But yeah, I really want... I really want to dress up like a Klingon at some point. I told you about that at Bamacon, didn't I? The year that the cosplayers at the costume contest, there were the three Klingons That's awesome. that uh, came. And, and, and it was like hardcore, like these guys. It was the first, I guess, real cosplay I'd been around. And these guys had the latex applications. I mean, it was just like, just. And it's hard awesome. to match the skin tone on that. You got to use makeup on your regular skin too. Otherwise, yeah. you know. It's not, it's still good. I still like it when I see people. It makes it a little more enjoyable if it's really off. <laughs> like their natural yeah, skin yeah, tone yeah. is completely different. But it uh, either needs to be really close or really far away. Yeah. yeah. See, look, here's one. I mean, it says it's a Kirk Khan cosplay costume, red uniform, whole set for 99 bucks. Yeah. It's probably going to be a lot of polyester. Can, can I show you my 75th anniversary uh, Captain America shield? Next time you come over, it's Have very small, this? right? It's like a coaster size, isn't it? Uh, no, it's uh, two feet across, twenty-four inches, and it's made out of the same material as uh, your standard silver. You remember when he was in the alley getting beat up, and he grabbed the trash can lid? Yeah. And I can do this all day. It's made out of that same material. So trash on one can hand, lid? It, trash can lid. It, it's that that weird tin or whatever that they make trash cans out of those yeah. silver trash cans. I think it's galvanized tin or something like that. Yeah, so I th- that it looks good at a distance. So I have it in like, if you come to the house, I've got like it's lit from beneath, and it's in the far far corner of the back room. So if you go down the hall and go to the bathroom and you glance over to the back room, you can see it off in the corner, mm-hmm. in the dark, in the with the light coming up, and it looks good. Turn the lights on, and you're like, what the fuck is that? Here's that's that's what that that wrath of con but it's always good just in case uh, like a wrestling match breaks out and you need to hit somebody upside the head with a trash can lid i'm on your I, I'm, uh, I'm, prepped. I'm on your avino site dead ben yeah yep the um they have original series velour line tunics for 225 bucks oh that's come down a lot yeah it was well it was 250 what's the tunic the the shirt they wore on the original series shirts. Yeah, the original series shirts. They that call them every tunics. Fan, every fan show oh, uh, has. Okay. 
Well, these ones are, these are season three. They're 345. Whoa. Yeah, I want to buy all this stuff. Right. I, I just, I can't go down that path. Coming but, soon. Yeah. In stock, less than three remain. The sky wouldn't buy a Discovery uniform because they just look like glorified jumpsuits. Yeah. Yeah. See, they've got the. Uh... Same thing with the. Um, oh, wow. There it is. The Wrath of Khan. 2100 bucks. Yeah. That's down from 2500 And you still have to get the pants. You have to get. I mean, there's just. Those Niners jerseys are only 150 bucks. That's not bad. Well, those are on pre order, aren't they? Or did they. Interested. Interest list. Interest list. Yeah. Yeah. Yep. yeah I don't like the Voyager uniforms either. The Voyager uniforms are just kind of the same. I think we just have a – we just hate Voyager. I like that vest, that deep uh, first contact DS9 vest. Oh, my God. I hate that vest because supposedly that's under the deep, Yeah, that doesn't the, make yeah, any man. sense. Like, what that's the hell? That's all I'd wear. <laughs> just the vest, baby. Ooh, I'm, I'm keeping it light. That's right. I'll wear it to the beach. Hide my gut. Yeah, I want to wear all this stuff. <laughs> oh, wait. The uh, – what is it? The Rathicon – Command Division Uniform 2.0 uh, Ensemble Standard Line, 1800. Oh, That's not man. bad. That Rathacon landing party field jacket. Oh, yeah, that thing's dope. Fuck, I would love that. It's like yeah, a there's, triple. Yeah. There's a guy that goes to uh, um, Tidewater Comic Con, and he has the uh, the pa- he got the Avenos, but he's got the pants. He's got the full Rathacon, but then he wears the the landing party jacket. And I'm like. Why the hell did you get the landing party jacket? Other than to just like completely have that Show flex. Off. Rub it in. Yeah. These I uh, if that... search for Spock bomber jackets. Mm-hmm. Pretty nice. 350. I wonder if, but the thing is though, I wonder if the Rathacon jacket is warm because then you could just wear like a real coat. <laughs> well, it's got that quilted collar and yeah, stuff. Yeah, I'm sure it is. Yeah. It's got I mean, plenty then of I'll pockets. just buy it as like a coat. I'll just two thousand dollar coat. This is my winter coat, <laughs> and I wear it every. We used to cotton duck it. fabric primary body. Ooh, that sounds lovely. Ivory contrast fabric made from polyester. Under the under the uh, Starfleet Ooh, two insignia pockets on That's the chest. Hot. We used to say that that was the uh, what do you call it? The um, the where you kept your cigarettes. Yeah. That little tin box. It has like a huge pouch where you're like right over your butt. Yeah. That's awesome. That's hey, where your a, butt it's, goes. It's you like you're, put a book back there or something. Yeah, well, let me do some reading. Yeah. <laughs> and then you've got all those those D rings everywhere to uh yeah, click is, things onto. You know what? That's worth nineteen hundred bucks. <laughs> Just to get those D rings in the pockets. Yeah. I tell you what, man. It's a well designed jacket. But anyway, the, the Fletcher designs were the best. I mean, every uniform he touched, except for the motion picture. Yeah, the most some of the motion picture uniforms are just straight garbage. Yeah, like the short sleeve one that that Kirk's wearing. Like, dude, what the short? It's like, what are you doing? He looked like fucking Captain Steubing. Like, it was yeah, terrible. It's it's that's all Roddenberry's nightmare fuel right there. <laughs> just he he was yeah. I didn't really care for the engineering outfits in Rathacon, though. Like well, the, the white, uh, the marshmallow suits. The space looking, the spaceman suits. Yeah. Yeah, they well, were kind of weird. Were, those were the first movie, too. Yeah, but I mean, like, 
speaking of Wrath of Khan, you know, having really awesome uniforms, mm -hmm. those were just not great. Well, you know, they're uh, protection suit for the radiation. Hell, I would buy the the Khan outfit. With the chest, yeah. you have to you have to do a lot of push-ups. Yeah, no, it comes with the uh, it comes with the chest. It comes with the chest. Mm, yeah, but but yeah. Would it would it match? Yeah, I'm I mean, spray paint. I mean, well, who? I mean, because what is it? He's a Mexican guy playing like he's an Indian guy. So I'm just like the Mexican. I'm I thought he's Venezuelan. Is he Venezuelan? I thought he's, he's born in Mexico City. Isn't he Latin of some sort? Not, he was born in Mexico City. Was he? Yeah, wasn't he? I'm looking it up now, but I would almost put dollar uh, fifty on that bet. Most a dollar fifty. Ricardo, yes, he was dollar. born in Mexico. Mexico City. Uh, Mexico City, correct. Why did I think he was Venezuelan? Twenty fifth of November, nineteen twenty, in Mexico City, and grew up in Torong, the son of Spanish immigrants. Nice. Yeah, I know my con trivia. <laughs> so we Montalcan. have. So quickly, I guess, um, mm -hmm. we get the, the battle plans and they're kind of going behind enemy lines like a cavalry raid and they're just going to cause some general disturbances and kind of fuck yep. some shit up. And everybody's excited about it. And then, of course, core has got to be like, yeah, we, that's what we did to the Federation. At this place here, we did the same thing and it was awesome. And then the crew's all excited and then Martog gets all pissed off. But then we actually get to the battle and shit starts going south immediately. Like it just doesn't work out as well as they planned. And the first two officers are down. So since Core is the third officer, he takes command of the ship and starts barking out orders from 50 years ago about the Federation because he's Steve Slowbrain. He, he totally slowbrained it. Yeah. He, yeah, I don't know if it's PTSD or... Uh... Old old timers disease or but since they were just talking about it, it was stuck in his brain and it yeah. hadn't flushed out yet. Well, I mean, just before the battle started, he was going down the hall and the you know the young Klingon warriors yeah. heading to the bridge, and he's like, "Concentrate, concentrate." You know, where am I going? <laughs> the hard so. master. Oh, that's right. So then you kind of feel bad for him because like he's yeah. he's losing his mental capacity, and we feel bad for him. The Klingons, on the other hand, they're just punking oh. him out. Yeah. <laughs> well, uh, for obvious reasons. Oh, how did that attack go on Caleb for? <laughs> well, this is all led by Martog, who doesn't like him anyway. Like, Martog yeah. is essentially bullying him because he's Steve Slowbrained. Now, was that a Federation base or a Jim Hadar base? Oh, I don't Maybe. know. Maybe we should ask the Dahar Master. <laughs> yeah, Dahar Master, do you, do you know? See, but then the rest of them, though, kind of pissed me off because they were all jocking them earlier. Yeah. And now that Martog's kind of taking the lead at picking on them, they're just being like, yes, men, essentially like, yeah, dummy. Yeah, we're <laughs> where uh, two hours ago, you guys were like, oh, tell us about the battle. So, you're such a stud. Oh. Is, there, is there room on your jock for me to jump on there? Oh, come on, core. Let me, let me polish your knob for you. Oh. You know, they were all jocking them. And then since Martog starts banging on him, then they all start jumping on him, which I thought was kind of dicky. Dude, but the quote, because I just pulled it up because I was wanted to get yeah. it right. That was badass. Yeah. Savor the fruit of life, my young friends. It has a sweet taste when it's fresh from the vine, but don't live too long. The taste turns bitter. Yeah. After Whatever, that. loser. 
no, I mean, he gets I mean, Martok. Was, yeah, it was awesome. Because then yeah. when, when he leaves, Martok's like, God damn it. I can't even fucking make fun of this guy without him being all Dahar master on me. Yeah. He punked I mean, him. See, not yeah. just anybody can be a Dahar master. You gotta oh, have man. some good comebacks, even when you're getting shit on. And yeah. then every, everybody started doing the, oh, the one guy kept falling. Oh. <laughs> 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 uh. But yeah, that was a great, there was a couple really Somebody great... please remake that gif with all Klingons. There's a couple really great lines in here because that's one yeah. of them. Um, the same one about that I said for earlier where um, Martog was like a man can wound you without seeing your face or whatever. That was another really good well, one. Well, let's not forget that while all this is going on, we got a pretty uh, amazing B story. Yeah. Yeah. So, a good B you know, story. You know, with uh, Esri uh, and uh, her feelings. Yes. And, and Quark getting all protective of her. Well, it's interesting and, that you should bring this up too, because Esri is talking to Narice, and they're at uh, Quark's bar, and they're having and they're having conversation. I was just looking at the Wikipedia page because I, I seriously couldn't remember what happened in the B story, but uh, the reference they have on it is says back on Deep Space Nine, Esri deals with life there. <laughs> that's all they that's, say. That's the B story. <laughs> And Kira considers being a, a counselor. Yes. Get out of my office. It's stupid. I mean, I, I can't help. And I, maybe this is just me, but like, I feel like Nerese has been completely neutered at this point. What, yeah, she, does, she doesn't really have a point on this show anymore, except to be Odo's girlfriend. Yeah. Like she used to be one of my favorite characters because she was like fiery and like, fuck all them, let's blow them up and do all this shit. And even a couple episodes ago when she was just like, yeah, when she was in the, um, I guess the kind of war of words poker game with um, uh, Hillary Rodham Clinton, when they were doing the, they were having the standoff about the about the missiles on the, the, oh, the nation. Yeah. With the Romulan. The Rom yeah. But like there are points where I just feel like she's. If you said Hillary Romulan Clinton, yeah, Hillary Romulan Clinton in this in the space suit in the space business suit, I just feel the like germaphobe. She, I just feel like she's been completely neutered. Like she's just like you're right, Dennis. She just feels like Odo's girlfriend at this point. Yeah, she kind of comes back. I mean, she has some good episodes. I hope so. Because I miss her. There's not that many left. Like, I miss the idea of, like, Shea Guevara, fucking Kira Narese, like, running and gunning and killing stuff and blowing people up, being a total well, that was, BA. That was one of the big things that they talked about in that, uh, you know, that we probably couldn't make DS9 nowadays. Just what with all that? the issues, because of the issues that it touches. And it's, I mean, Kira's a freedom fighter slash terrorist. Yeah. You, know? you got space Nazis and... And see, that's the thing that's really kind of a bummer because there was that episode where the Cardassians had retaken DS9 mm -hmm. and then she kind of has to snap out of it that she's just not resisting anymore. And she's like, oh, mm -hmm. fuck, I got to get back to resisting being a yeah. fighter. Yeah. And now that's all gone. Yeah. I feel like ever since she found out her mother was a whore, she, uh, she's kind of oh, fallen off the deep well, end. And ever since she's gotten steady, you know, changeling dick. I, I guess it just scratches I see, I, all of her itches. I, I think part of it, though, is that, you know, 
technically Bajor isn't like being oppressed right now. They're kind of out of the fight since they didn't join the Federation. It's like, oh, we're neutral. I just miss Nerys, that's all. That's all I'm saying. This is just my my ode to Kira Nerys, how much fun she used to be and like, you know, fiery. And now she just seems like, oh, I'm, Odo, I'm Odo's girlfriend. And Kai Wen needs to come back and spin her up, you know? Yeah. Yeah. Get in her grill. Oh, child. Because she was a, a really strong, kind of independent, powerful woman. And now she just feels like, Enough time. Are we going to go see Vic Fontaine tonight? <laughs> yeah, it's like, no, no, blow something up. <laughs> go kill yeah, some Cardassians. Threaten Quark, something. Yeah. I guess she does. Kind of, <laughs> she's kind of, now she doesn't threaten Quark anymore. Now she's just rude to him. Yeah. yeah. Do you need something? Yeah. Well, Quark it's not, was it's not the same, man. Quark is listening to the conversation and he confuses because they're talking about Core, but he comes in midway through and thinks that she's talking about Worf. And so he's heartbroken because he thinks Ezri wants to pursue a relationship with Worf. Yeah. And that's kind of where that, that scene ends. And then we're back on the ship and then Core is being all slow brain and, you know, all old and stupid. And everybody's picking on him. But then I guess since they were leaving the battlefield, they were flying back to the rendezvous point, but there is a Jem Hadar fleet on their tail that's actually going to catch them. Yep. And fuck them up. Before they reach the rendezvous point, which I was thinking, like, why not move the rendezvous point? Like, why not move the the fleet? that you're going to meet, move them up a little bit. Does, does that make sense? You can't really change rendezvous points. Well, where were they going easily. though? Were they, cause I thought they were heading back to DS9. No, they were coming back yeah, towards DS9, but there was like a rendezvous somewhere because- yeah, They were gonna regroup and then head to DS9. Yeah, cause Martog kind of knew that people were gonna be coming after him. So he was like, just have, uh, what's it called? The Defiant there with some other ships to meet these Jem'Hadar who are gonna try to get us. But I don't understand why they just can't move the rendezvous point up a few light years. Their communication blackout. All right, well, that's good enough for me. But yeah. they have to come up with the plan. Like, what are we going to do if we, don't, if we don't make these guys drop out of wharf and engage them? They're going to get us. So what do we do? What do we do? What do we do? Suicide mission. Suicide mission. And Worf tries to take it on. He's like, I'll do yeah. it. Oh, yeah. He's like, there's one other ship, their first officer and second officer is dead. I'll go over there. I'll take command. I'll drop out and I'll fuck them up. Yep. Yeah. It's the way to go. Yeah, I mean, I was pretty BA. That would have been a cool way for Worf to die. But I guess not because when they actually do it, it's not even on screen. So I guess your boy. Huh? Co- it's not on screen. Oh, okay. I thought you meant Worf. No, Core. Like, Core hears die? about this, and Core is like, "Oh, okay, maybe I'll do that shit." Oh, yeah, because oh, oh, boy, uh, Darok or whatever. It's like, hey, Core, heard there's going to be a suicide mission. Those <laughs> old guys don't get too many chances at that. This guy is like the worm tongue, or uh, you know, he's just like a little instigator dude. He I really th- made me think of. I couldn't remember who played him. But he definitely was, you know, it's like, who is this guy? Because he sounded like some very, uh, um, what do you call it? Common 80s, 90s actor. 
He probably was. I don't know. I thought he was going to go with him. Me too. But then it's like, nope, he wears the fur coat and the fur coat guys don't die. They're administrators. I was shocked that he didn't go with him because the way he was kind of selling, it's like, yeah, but these young kids don't understand what it's like to be in battle like we did. Yeah. Uh, we'll go just die. Like to think, I'll, you know, I'll see you like later. Court gets to the transporter room and he's like, yeah, Darok, those kids, they don't know what it's like. Let's go. He looks around and Darok is nowhere to be found. Like, I'll meet you over there. <laughs> I'll, be, I'll catch the next transporter. Maybe he'll just forget that I'm supposed to join him because he's got slow brain. Yeah. I got I got some papers to find. I'll see you at Caleb for. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. You too, Duroc. Fuck you, dude. I'm surprised that guy didn't go because now he is kind of a punk ass secretary, yeah. you know? Yeah. How, I mean, what what how do secretaries die with honor? And like we've never seen that role before. Like Martok's uh, never had a secretary walk around. Yeah, with yeah, him before, right, you know? right. It was very convenient. Well, I mean, you know, there there are administrators. You have to have yeah. some kind of administration. I mean, but I guess what I'm saying is Martok has never really had one, and yeah. so it would have been a good opportunity for this guy to. This is a one shot for him, basically. Yeah. So go out with a bang, baby. We don't see him again till uh, Voyager. And at that point, who cares? Yeah. It's Voyager. Ugh. <laughs> Different character, though, but yeah. So, yeah, so he overtakes Worf with a, with a spray or a Which fucking... I think is kind of. Do you get, do you get any message for Jedzia? You lose, some, you lose some honor points by hypospraying somebody Instead like that. Instead of what? Giving him a possible brain hemorrhage or something? Chop or something? Should have chopped him. Put him in the sleeper hold. Something. Sleeper hold would have been tight. But yeah. then in order to do the sleeper hold there, you need somebody to check the arms because it's not official. Till Go somebody, to sleep. Oh. Somebody's checking the arm. So he That's what uh, Duroc could have done. Yeah, I guess. Oh, he's out. He's done. He's done. He's done. He's done. Oh, wait. It, it bounced up. Oh, no. <laughs> oh, no. Worf is making a comeback. Oh, then, you just, <laughs> then you just hyperspray him and then you don't have to worry about it. Yeah. Was that a Federation hyperspray? Do you think Klingons have hyposprays? Uh, you know, I've always wondered about that. You know, you don't see too many Klingon doctors. I think, like, Klingons are a multi-class of barbarian and bard. So, like, they have the barbarian feature where they, like, injuries put them into a rage, and it just yeah. enhances their combat. They don't want to dull that. Yeah. I, I like that you said uh, bard is the other. Well, yeah, oh, yeah of they, course. They, they, sing they sing the to each other to, to, you know, to, what do you call it? Um, buff, buff, yeah. Their allies. No, I, that, that's perfect. Yeah, they're I'd always singing some songs, and of course, yeah, it just makes sense. I think we've made Bob that Baron connection. We've made this connection on the show, I think, yeah. in the past. Or I, monk. I, they, some I, of them are monkish to, too. I try to skip as many of these as I can. <laughs> I, I just after after ten years, I'm just like I, I don't know anymore. Well, there's not going to be a lot of Klingon episodes in Voyager because where the hell are the Klingons? Bellar Torres. Yeah, but that's it, though. I mean, they're not going to have, like, whole... She's not all hard up about being a Klingon like Worf is, though. She's actually the opposite of Worf. And she's Puerto Rican. I think more of her episodes are about her being Puerto Rican. I I like how racist that was, too, because I remember back to the old Starlog (laughs) magazines when they were talking about this new series coming out. 
And one, and he's like, oh, she's got that hot Latin blood combined with the Klingon. So you know, that's a volatile person. Vita Loca. You know, she's going to be a volatile personality. I'm like, what? Fuck you. And the captain's a woman, so every month it's red alert. <laughs> She's got a fucking uh, switchblade so switch batleth. <laughs> it's like, Jesus Christ. Like, were you guys trying to get Rosie Perez for this role or something? They were just trying to sell it, that's all. That would be kind of cool. Now in my head, I'm thinking... Why you be so stupid? Why you be so stupid, Tom Paris? Jake <laughs> the whoop core. <laughs> Oh my god! Oh god! Woody but Nelson I actually, makes a guest appearance. Anyway, but I actually kind of like uh, I like Torres. She's cool. Yeah, she's pretty badass. Um, Tom Paris though, and his obsession with the mid twentieth century. Right there. Oh yeah. Right there. Now, would you have liked him better if he was the same character the actor played on Red Squad, on the Wesley episode? You know what? I don't know. Maybe he isn't. Just a name change. Oh, he just, yeah. Did after some time. He, after he got out of prison, he changed his name. It's I'm just saying, like, name is Paris. Yeah. he's supposed to be the hot one, but, like, he's not very hot. Like, he's kind of doofy looking. Right. We all know the hot one, of course, is Ensign Kim. Yeah. Harry Kim. Can't That's get right. Or promoted. Yeah. <laughs> Seven years. He's still a fucking Ensign. I well, mean, maybe. Tuvok got promoted. Uh, what's his name? Uh, your, your boy you just talking about? Tom uh, Paris. Tom Paris. He got demoted and then re-promoted. Yeah. But uh, Harry Kim? Nah. Nah. He, he actually, I think he got to like senior ensign, but that's about it. Belana Torres wasn't even in Starfleet and she no. just field commissioned above him. Yeah. She went to like a like, year, she, she went to the year of the academy and then left. Yeah, she, she dropped out of the academy. They have a whole episode about it. Yep. Because she's too hot-tempered. Yeah, she's too Latin. <laughs> We're fine with the Klingon part. Just, we don't like no Latinas in our schools. No. Wait, what? Racist-ass motherfucker. Throw some paper towels at you. Oh, shit. So we uh, have... Um, yeah, so your boy Core takes the mission and dies off-screen. <laughs> like he holds him off. And they're all kind of like, oh, we, we really won't know if he succeeds or not until we get overtaken and killed. So it's like we won't know Fingers he, crossed, he, guys. <laughs> we don't know if he if it worked or not until we don't die. Yeah. yeah. All right. Still looks like it worked. Yeah. Yes. And then, but then they say, like, he did it. He did it. Did he? Yeah. When they cross crossed like the threshold to where the Gemdar could no longer catch up to them. Yeah. They mm -hmm. did he did it. Yeah. One ship taking out ten, taking out ten Jamhadar or whatever. He did it. He did it. Yep, then they sing that awesome song, and then the episode ends. He died with honor. Super honor. This episode's great. Even Martok's got to be like, you know what? The guy's a fucking Dahar master. Yeah. 
Yeah. And I, I like the fact Jet that Z and Stovacor. they can't even open bottles of wine peacefully. He fucking hacks it off with a knife. That was awesome. Oh, and speaking of knives, the one thing we forgot is where oh. Worf caught the knife that he fucking threw at him. That was amazing. Because when Cora is having like a mental breakdown, your boy uh, Martog is trying to get him to shut up, but he can't get up because he's injured, but he's strong enough to throw a knife. And he throws a knife at him, and Worf catches it out of midair with his bare hands. And then knocks out Kor. <laughs> Bunches Kor in the face. Well, no, the thing was, is he didn't catch it by the blade. He caught it by the hilt. Yeah, which was amazing. I'm like, jeez. Yeah, it was really cool. I was really excited about that part. I can't believe we forgot it. He really yeah, needed was... a one-liner there. Yeah. Stick around or something. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> But yeah, but it was really sweet. That part was awesome. I think I can handle this situation yeah. on my own. I got a hold on this. <laughs> I, I just saw the quote that I, I forgot when he how when Martok tells or asks Worf, how did that pompous old man hold off an entire Jim Hadar fleet with only one ship? And Worf's response is, does it matter? Yeah. It's a great episode. This episode's yeah. great. Oh yeah. There's, I mean, I can't think of anything wrong with this episode at all. Like it's, I don't want to say it's perfect, but it's pretty damn close. I even like, I mean, in, in the B story, when Quark builds up the nerve to, to tell Ezri to move on with her life, even that was some, you know, pretty yeah. good stuff. How many guys on Deep Space Nine are trying to fuck Ezri at this point? At this moment, 3.5. Because you've got Quark. Absolutely. You've got Julian. Absolutely. Jake. He's fighting the urge, but. Jake. Yeah, Jake too. Yeah. I think Jake is, and then Worf is kind of interested, but he's playing like he's not. No, I don't think, I, I don't think he is. I think uh, the, the secret one, your secret uh, candidate there is, uh, what you call him? The uh, captain. No. Yeah. He, he's Jeez. been with that, that old man thing for so long, and now he's like, yeah, it's been two women. He, he's like twice removed from the old man. Kind of rinsed off there. It's, you know, get that old man stink off of him now. Yeah, maybe. but she's like yeah. 30. She's like 21 years old. Yeah, she's closer to 25. That's how you dip into like a, a, a homosexual relationship in midlife. It's like you don't have to commit to actually having sex with a guy, but deep down inside it's a guy. So Cisco's got shoes older than her. Like no way! I think no. It's I think it's Worf. All right, we'll see. All right, but I at least Cisco either. But at least three, because I know Jake is into her too. So I, I I don't think Jake is like like full on try mode, where he's just more like it's an interest kind of thing. But he's not like putting as much effort as Julian and Quark are. I love how he's also dressed like a. Like a like a, a like a nineteenth century gold miner in the future. Like he's he, like who dresses him? Like I don't understand his outfits. It does it doesn't make sense. He's dressed like an old hobo in the future. It's Federation well, I mean, casual. Nobody can dress like Quark. I mean, I saw an article the other day that was like, was Quark the best dressed man in Starfleet? Or he really in, is uh, low key Star very Trek? well dressed. Yeah, he's on that like Steve Harvey Arsenio Hall tip. Yeah. Yeah. Like he's got all that shit going on. Mm -hmm. But it's, you know, it's subdued though. So it's not flashy, 
It's really, it's kind of a classy Ooh, look that he has. It's kind of flashy. Because I would I say Garrick, I would say Garrick is more low-key fashionable than Quark. I think Quark yeah, is- I don't see Garrick as well-dressed though. I no. think, but Quark is always, but you're not thinking because Quark is always wearing purples and yellows and shit like that. Like think he looks like a canary a lot of the time. He looks no, fresh. He ain't wearing that much yellow. With all of his buckles and shit up in his chest. He, I mean, he's a sharp dressed man. A, that's just what a suit looks like. I'm, I'm saying though, he's, he's, it's, it's a very classy. What is wrong with Google? I search for Quark and I get a whole bunch of pictures of cheese. I search for Quark and I get a bunch of atomic theory. What the yeah, hell? Yeah, me too. All right, there we go. Uh, a lot of purple. I guess, but it's like more, it's kind of like Native American, you know, Southwest motif. Almost. Maybe that time in Roswell. Uh, yeah. He got some I mean, don't get me that. wrong. I love Quark, and I'm so. Yeah, I, I love, though, that they are consistent with the design. Yeah. Of, of what a Ferengi suit should look like. He's kind of, he has a little cut. like uh, mariachi uniform. Too. <laughs> <laughs> oh, here we go. Um, Can we cosplay Quark? Too tall. And I like how they re, like they got rid of the barcodes. Because remember in, in TNG, they had the barcodes on their foreheads? Yeah. Well, no, that's the military, that's your rank. Oh, that's your and, military rank? Okay. Yeah, you get that shit taken off when you get out of the military. I like he doesn't have a head curtain. Yeah, me too. He was one of the first, as I recall, not to. Yeah, Quark is a lot. It's a lot of purple, man. Here you go. Uh, it's not too paste. bad, though. Somebody put, put them all together. Just put it in the chat. A lot of purple. Which chat? The Facebook purple chat? Stuff. Yeah, the Facebooks. The a lot of purple. That if uh, anybody puts $25,000 up on the Patreon, they can be in for a day. Uh, this is a nice have, lineup he's got. We there. have to make it a really yeah. special day. Yeah, like on the tenth anniversary, it's coming up. Let's see. Let me see if I can get up in this. What's he rocking? Yeah, a lot of purple. A lot of purple. I can't look at the site because I have an ad blocker. It's a lot of purple. But he's fresh looking. I mean, he's got a good look. Yeah. Mm -hmm. But I think Garrick's got a good luck too. Good luck too, but it's a little more low key, like a little more like earth tones and blacks. Like if you look at some of Garrick, because Garrick's a tailor, so he's got to look nice, you know. He always wears kind of the same like travel. I guess he does have some nice outfits. Yeah, I mean he's a tailor, dude. He's got to look kind of good. Oh, that's kind of cool. Okay, so his I Mork, knew... his Mork outfit is not. Really cool. I don't know. That sounds like a poll question. Who's a better dresser, Garrick or Quark? Oh, I can't share my screen. Disabled screen sharing. Who me? It says host. Yeah. Here, let me yeah. let me let me re. Multiple participants can share simultaneously. There you go. There we go. All right. Is making for some good podcast here. I'm just saying, there's the a yeah, like he's got some fresh clothes. He's got he's like this Mork outfit. Yeah, Mork, that one's okay. Exact, I saw that. And I immediately think Robin Williams on Mork and Mindy. Like I kind of like this look right here. Yeah, that's a good one. 
That's kind of right? classy. Like he's got some good looks. I don't know, man. It's a close one. Huh? Side by side. I gotta go with Quark. Uh, we'll have to put it on the poll. Who's a be- who's a better dresser? Who wore it so, better? <laughs> so here's the thing. Um, I guess Quark or Gary. I've I've complained in the past that um, no. <laughs> no, that uh, Rom and Nog would dress in their uh, costumes at the cons. Whoa, look at his cod piece. <laughs> but yeah, that's uh, so there's uh, Quark in full costume at one of the conventions. Look at his dong. That's, that's Quark, said, Quark definitely is the best looking one out of the group yeah. there. Yeah, like, he does most like his character from DS9. Yeah. Well, I don't know. Uh, what's her name? That's from 20 years. What? Oh, it was the first time in nearly 20 years. So that was 20 years after the show ended. So the show ended in, what, 99? Got some big bombs. So 98, 99. Yeah, it's how I turn this off. Yeah. God, I fucking hate Neelix. That's not a good-looking Neelix either. But not like the there's a good looking Neelix, but Neelix that's sucks. bad for Neelix. Sucks. Yeah. Sucks. All right. So what do you want to give the episode? Dennis, you go first. I give this episode <gasps> an eight. All right. <gasps> ben, what do you say? 8.5. I'm going to go eight and a half as well. I love this. I think this episode's pretty great. Like, it's kind of perfect. I will say I... Uh, accidentally watched the next episode uh-huh. on, on monday because i forgot we didn't record last week uh-huh. that may have affected my score here oh is the next episode good it might be might be pretty great okay all right so i'll look forward to that all right Don't so there you go the bin trap dennis says you've got uh you've got something to look forward to next week so let's do that so thank you very much for listening we really appreciate you guys we're coming up on our ninth year anniversary soon in july uh, we're coming to the end of Deep Space Nine, so that's pretty cool as well. Uh, visit us over on Patreon where we started releasing um, D&D. Ben and Dennis play D&D in a game that I run, so we started doing that over there too. That's Patreon-exclusive audio. The only place to hear it is on the Dork Trek Patreon. That's just uh, patreon.com slash dorktrek, so check that out. And uh, we will be back next week with an episode that Dennis says is better than this one. Maybe. Maybe. There's not a lot of wiggle room between, you know, 8.5 and 9 for you guys, but we'll find out next week. Thank you for listening. We'll talk to you soon. I don't understand.